Hello, all you game show fans out there, and welcome to another episode of the Hit the Buzzer Game Show podcast. I'm your host, Charles McDonald, and get ready, because for the next half hour, I'm going to play some game show games with all of you, and for the first time ever, I'm going to introduce you to a brand new game to this podcast. More on that in just a moment, but right now, let's play some games, and later on, I'm also going to introduce my newest game and tell you what's going on in game show news. Let's start off with Celebrity Jeopardy. The clue that they used is in the category, that book you've been meaning to read for $300. And the answer is, before I can read the Edge of Reason sequel about this plucky single British woman, I've got to read her diary. The correct response, who is Bridget Jones? Next, we move on to Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. And the category that they used is showbiz for the first puzzle, and the puzzle is open mic night. And for those of you who don't know what open mic night is, that's a, the event where you can show off your comedy skills or anything that revolves around the mic. That's why they call it open mic night. And let's see if you can guess this triple toss-up theme. Coachella, Lollapalooza, the Academy Awards, and... The theme is festivals and awards events. Let's see if you can guess this second triple toss-up theme. Rise and shine, wake up sleepyhead, I'm resting my eyes. And if you guess actions involving sleeping and waking up, then you have woken up to success because that is correct. Next we move on to People Puzzler. Let's see if you can guess this clue with the number of letters and I'll give you the letter it starts with and I've got five of them here let's see if you can get them all the category is Star Trek and there are four letters in the word starting with the letter D the clue is lovable Android played by Brent Spiner if you guess data then you are correct the next word in the is in the category all about share there are eight letters in two words starting with M. The clue is movie musical where Cher plays a grandma. If you guessed Mamma Mia then you are correct. When when I hear Mamma Mia it reminded me of uh, of when uh, of the Mario video game he usually says Mamma Mia. <laughs> I've been hanging out with Mario a lot, so I got his voice down very well. Anyway, moving right along. The next category is sports personalities. There are seven letters in the word starting with B. The clue is Team John Elway led to consecutive Super Bowl titles. If you guess the Broncos, well then you have made a touchdown there because you are correct. The next category is the 2000s, and here is the next word and clue. There are 10 letters in the word starting with G. The clue is, babies born in the 2000s are part of the Z1, or Z1 for my international audience. If you guess generation, then you are correct. The last category is sweater weather. And there are four letters in the word starting with F. The clue is, wool socks really help warm them up. 
if you guessed feet, well, you have kicked your way to success because that is correct. Next, we move on to Wheel of Fortune. The first category that they used for the first puzzle is in the category phrase, and the puzzle is living large. And let's see if you can guess this triple toss-up theme. Potato chips, tortilla chips, banana chips. And if you guess types of chips, then you are correct. And the next first category that they used is living things, and the puzzle is wild elephants. And let's see if you can guess this triple toss-up theme. Playing basketball, playing field hockey, playing a prank. If you guess things involving play, then that is correct. The next category is landmark, and the puzzle is the Grand Canyon. And during the episode, one of the contestants actually had a father who appeared on Wheel back in 1988, and she hopes to do better than him. And she has crosswords as her thing. When she said crosswords, it reminded me of that last game show that Merv Griffin created before his death, and that was Merv Griffin's Crosswords. That show was hosted by Ty Treadway, where contestants solve a crossword puzzle to win some money and a trip. And I'm going to tell you more about uh, Merv Griffin's Crosswords on a future podcast. In the meantime, though, we move right along to this triple toss-up theme. Let's see if you can guess this one. Party planner, party crasher, party pooper. If you guessed people associated with party, well, we're going to celebrate your success with that because that is correct. The next first puzzle that they use is in the category people, and the puzzle is capacity crowd. And let's see if you can guess this triple toss-up theme. Wedding invitations, wedding photos, wedding presents. If you guessed things associated with a wedding, well, in that case, by the power vested in me, I declare you correct. <laughs> okay, the next first puzzle that they used is in the category food and drink, and the puzzle is footlong hot dog. The triple toss-up theme that they used is go something like this, starting early, staying late, succeeding. If you guessed steps to success, then you are right. Next, we move on to Jeopardy. The category that they used for the first episode is Shark Tank for 200. And the, and the answer is, this shark, this shark, burning bright, and the pups have vertical stripes. And the correct response, what is a tiger shark? The next category is playing the hits of 2022 for 200. And the answer is, after wishing his coffee had a little shot of Jack, Walker Hayes sang he was just trying to stay out of this two-letter group. The correct response, what is AA? The next category is rappers who act for 200. The answer is showbiz royalty. She won a Grammy for Unity and was nominated for an Oscar for Chicago. The correct response, who is Queen Latifah? The next category, songs from the hit album for 200. The answer is, Billie Jean and the Girl is Mine. The correct response, what is Thriller? And the last category is, Furniture for 200. The answer is, 
turn in just about any direction in the type of office chair known as this spinning motion and tilt. The correct response, what is swivel? Next we move on to Pictionary. The first category that they used on an episode is Game Face, which is things you see at a baseball game. I would say that uh, lots of things you'd see in a baseball game are crowds, baseball players, hot dogs, popcorn, and home runs, and runs batted in, and lots of other things that involve uh, in a baseball game, especially umpires, and bases, and, and home plate, and catchers, and lots of other things you can imagine. Yeah, that, that you would really see in a baseball game. The next category on another episode is feeling blue, which are things that are blue. I would say the water, the sky, and uh, blueberries, and, and a few other things that uh, are blue are uh, uh, certain balls in a pool game or billiards game, and and uh, there's there's plenty of there's plenty other things that are blue so y you practically get the idea okay moving right along melting pot is the next category which are things that melt i would say ice cream butter and snow and lots of other things that melt the next category is summer lovin which is things associated with summer Boy, do I love the season of summer because I get to go out and enjoy the sun and go swimming and running in the sprinkler and going to the beach and everything else that involves summertime. The last category for the week is have a ball, which words that end in ball. I would say certain words that end in ball are baseball, kickball, football, and lots of other things that end in ball. And... When lots of things end in ball, then most of the things involve in, in sports and lots of other things too. Next we move on to 25 words or less. The f Let's see, uh, if going over the list of words that they use for the show, I would, I would say um, the kind of clue that I would use for tip are restaurant, waiters, gratuity. And for old, I would say new opposite or vow i would say wedding marriage promise and for tiara i would say princess crown next we move on to a new set of words for board game i would say monopoly category next for bouncer i would say nightclub guard and next, um, the next word uh, that they use were, is peel. For peel, I would say open banana. And uh, we see batter, which, uh, which I would give for baseball hitter. And, and for the next set of words, I would say, for Lisa, I would say Simpson's daughter. And detective, I would go for clue finder, gumshoe. For summer, I would go for hot season. Okay, and that pretty much wraps up 25 words or less and for clues that I could have used for the show. Next, we move on to America Says. The first 
survey fill in the blank goes something like this my dog's favorite thing to do is blank some answers that were used were sleep lick and bark just to name a few the next question is i like this rental car but how do i turn on the blank some top answers that they used were radio engine and windshield wipers just to name a few the next question is for my wedding, it was super important that the blank is perfect. Some top answers were cake, dress, and pictures, just to name a few. Well, if I was in uh, those, those people's shoes, uh, then I would uh, practically count on my wedding to, uh, to be very something that uh, everybody will remember forever. Okay, moving right along. A fictional character with the word little in their name is Little Blank. Some answers are John, Red Riding Hood, and Bo Peep, just to name a few. The last question that they used for the week for the first time is, That dude's a total rebel. Did you see his blank? Some top answers were tattoos, motorcycle, and earring, just to name a few. Next we move on to Let's Make a Deal. The first zonk that they use for the week is in the red trip jacket, and the first win that they that they had is the trip to Sweden. The first win for the Tuesday's episode is the home spa. The first zonk is the lemon car. The first win for the next episode is the washer and dryer. The first zonk is the zonk truck. The first zonk in the next episode is the zonk car. The first win is the pair of iPhones, and the last first win for the week is the new living room, and the first and the last first zonk for the week is the beat-up car. Next we move on to the Price is Right. The first win is in the dice game for the new car, and the first trombone is during the game Time is Money. The first trombone in the next episode is during the game Switch, and the first win is during the bonus game for a trip to Northern Ireland and other prizes as well. The first trombone for the next episode is during the game One Wrong Price, and the first win is during the game Switcheroo for a pastry tool and the car. The first trombone for the next episode is during the game Half Off, and the first win is during the game Double Prices for a trip to Maine. The first win for the last episode is during the game Let Em Roll for $1,500 in cash. And the first trombone is during the game Two for the Price of One. Next we move on to Family Feud Canada. And uh, that's something uh, that uh, we always play during this podcast. Let's see if you can guess the number one answers to these survey questions. Name something you might insist your partner moves out of their house before you move in. The number one answer to that question is pets. The next question, name something you might borrow that you're not expected to give back. The number one answer, sugar or ingredients. The next question, fill in the blank. A perfect first date always includes a long blank. The number one answer is conversation. The last question, name something you might find yourself searching for online after a breakup. The number one answer, someone new. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to introduce the new game that is on this podcast. This game is called Tug of Words. Here's how we play this game. 
I'm going to give you a word and then I'll give you a clue. The idea here is you got to change one letter to create a new word that fits the clue. Okay, here comes the first word. The word is new, N-E-W, and the clue is at this very moment. If you change the letter E, you get the word now. Change the E to an O and you'll get now. The next word is bun, and the clue is frivolity. If you change the B to an F, you get the answer of fun. Arc is the next word, and the clue is Andy Warhol prints. Change the K to a T, and you get the answer of art. The next word is cry, C-R-Y, and the clue is make an attempt. Change the C to a T, and you get the word try. The last word, lit, and the clue is canine command. Change this change the L to an S and you get the word sit. And that's how you play tug of words. Change the letters and make new words. Next we move on to you bet your life. The category is two B's or not two B's about words containing the double letter B, B, which is BB, double B. Okay, the question is, the highest value tiles are the letters Q and Z, or Z for my international audience, but you can earn more by using a triple word score space in what Hasbro board game. If you guess Scrabble, then you spelled your way to success because you are correct. And did you know Scrabble is also the name of a game show that was produced by Reg Grundy Productions, hosted by Chuck Woolery back in the 80s? Well, I'm going to tell you more about Scrabble in a future podcast. The next category is Hello Dollar, about dollars. What term for a male deer is also a slang term for the $1 bill? If you guessed buck then you have earned a buck for that to be for success because you are correct the next category is they're a dine a dozen about sit-down restaurants the question is at what 24 7 restaurant can you go in at any time on your birthday and get a free grand slam breakfast the answer is denny's that is, you got if you got denny's right you are correct the next category is moving pictures about modes of transportation seen in movies. The question is, in Star Wars, what ship did Han Solo claim made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs? The answer is Millennium Falcon. The next category is which is the last category that they used for the week, is Mall of Fame, about things you find at a shopping center. The question is, due to its high prices, what luxury department store has been nicknamed Needless Markup? The answer is Neiman Marcus. Next, we move on to Family Feud. Here is the first question. We ask 100 married men, Name something you might find in the bed that can make you suspect that your wife was having an affair with a doctor. The number one answer was a stethoscope. The next question is, name a place you might see buns being squeezed. Number one answer, B, 
bakery or store. And here is the next question that they used. We asked 100 married women, name something you do if your husband put his hair in a man bun. The number one answer is cut or shave off. The next question, we asked 100 women, fill in the blank. If a man can't make blank, I'll dump him. The number one answer to that question is money. And here's what's going on in game show news. You Bet Your Life host Jay Leno, the host of You Bet Your Life, is now injured in a gasoline fire with burns. So we're hoping that Jay Leno will be okay, and we're hoping that uh, that he will continue to uh, to do more episodes of You Bet Your Life. And we all know that uh, Jay Leno has a classic car garage, and uh, we're hoping that uh, that he will recover as soon as possible from his injuries and uh, continue his work. So, Jay, all of our prayers and thoughts go out to you as you recover and recuperate from uh, your injuries. And here's what's here's another thing that's going on in game show news. The quiz show Jeopardy is now under fire for mentioning Brian Laundrie in their clue. As as an episode of Celebrity Jeopardy came on, they featured Brian Laundrie in one of their clues, and uh, we heard that Laundrie's family is coming back at Jeopardy for doing that. So, uh, I'm I'm pretty certain that uh, with with the Jeopardy, there they always have creative writers on their staff, and. Uh, some, sometimes uh, sometimes the clues can go in one direction and sometimes the clues can go in another direction because you just never can tell what uh, what's going on with with game shows because sometimes when you watch game shows they're just unpredictable and uh, also we have uh, we have some game show history that I'm going to tell you about since I already told you about Double Dare from the 70s, hosted by Alex Trebek, I thought uh, it wouldn't be fair that, uh, that I couldn't do Double Dare on Nickelodeon from the 80s. Well, for those of you who grew up in the 80s with Nickelodeon, you know Double Dare very well. Double Dare in, on Nickelodeon was hosted by Mark Summers, and uh, they have questions and physical challenges, mess and an obstacle course, and things like that. And like I mentioned, the show's hosted by Mark Summers, and this is how the game works. We practically remember the rules because it's been told to us lots of times. But for those of you who haven't seen Double Dare, um, here are the rules that they used. I'm going to ask you a question, and if you don't know the answer or think the other team hasn't got a clue, you can dare them to answer it for double the dollars. But be careful because they can always double dare you back for four times the amount, and then you would either have to answer the question or take the physical challenge. Now, when they ask the question, the team will get a chance to answer the question. If they get it right, they get $10, and they move on to a new question. But before they go to the questions, at the beginning of the show, they do a toss-up physical challenge worth $20. And the team that wins the toss-up physical challenge will get $20 and control of the game. And, and when they ask the question and try to answer it, if they dare the other team and if they get it right, 
they get $20 and steal control away. However, if they miss, the $20 goes over to the team who made the dare. And when the when the other team double dares, they will have to the other the team who gets double dared will have to answer or take the physical challenge. If they get it right, they get forty dollars and they and they maintain control. However, if they get it wrong, then their opponents get the forty dollars and take control away. However, if they get it wrong and there's no dare, then no money changes place on the scoreboard and the other team will only take control away. And in the physical challenge, the team will have a certain amount of time to complete the challenge. If they complete the physical challenge successfully, they will get the $40 and maintain control. If they don't complete it, then the money goes over to the other team and they take control away. We will, they will keep playing until we hear the double buzz uh, signaling that it's the end of the round. And in round two, the game is played just as before in round one, but the dollar values double, meaning 20 on a regular question, 40 on a dare, $80 on a double dare. And the team with the most money at the end of round two wins the game and moves on to the obstacle course for a chance to win amazing prizes. In the obstacle course, there are eight obstacles to overcome to win prizes. And before they complete the obstacle, they must grab the flag and pass it off to their partner to move on to the next obstacle. The more obstacles they complete, the more prizes they win. And if they make it through eight obstacles in 60 seconds, they will win a grand prize along with the other prizes that they win. And since Double Dare's success, they have spanned out to different variations of Double Dare. There are Super Sloppy Double Dare and Family Double Dare. At first, Family Double Dare aired on Fox, which, which uh, the, the rules change quite a bit. The toss-up physical challenge is worth $50 and control, and there's 25 on a regular question, 50 on a dare, $100 on a double dare. And in, and in the second round, the dollar values doubled, meaning 50 on a regular question, 100 on a dare, 200 on a double dare. And in the, in the obstacle course, the seventh obstacle will be the cash obstacle. That means if they complete that obstacle, they will win the cash value associated with that obstacle. And there's going to be six prizes involved, and the grand prize will be for a brand new car. And Family Double Dare is also featured on Nickelodeon, and the rules change for that variation as well. The toss-up physical challenge is worth 25 in control, and the same rules apply in the Fox version, 25 on a regular question, 50 on a dare, 100 on a double dare. And on Family Double Dare, there's four teammates on a team instead of two with family involved. It could be mom, dad, aunt, uncle, cousin, or any member of the family. And and in the obstacle course, in the in the early variation, the grand prize is a brand new car. And they also had the tournament of champions. And after Harvey left the show, he was then replaced by Doc Holliday. And in the 92 version of Family Double Dare, they, their grand prize is for a trip somewhere. And in the Tournament of Champions, it's all about brain and brawn. And 
whoever wins the Tournament of Champions wins a brand new car and the trophy. And Double Dare has also had a first revival called Double Dare 2000. And that show was hosted by Jason Harris and the announcer was Tiffany. And it's played just like Double Dare back in the day, except in round two, they have something called the Triple Dare Challenge. If they decide to go for the Triple Dare Challenge in the second round, they're going to make it more challenging, and the challenge will be worth $300 and a really cool prize. And for the physical challenge, they have 30 seconds to try to complete the physical challenge to win the money. And they're and instead of calling it the obstacle course for Double Dare 2000, it's called the Slobstacle Course. And, and Mark Summers served as the show's executive consultant during that time. And back, back in the 2010s, in the late 2010s that is, they did a revival of Double Dare with Liza Koshy as the host and Mark Summers as the announcer. And... The way we would remember Mark Summers as the announcer with all the dad jokes that he came up with. And um, I have the tendency to come up with great dad jokes myself. And, uh, and since then, Double Dare has been a game show staple that none of us would ever forget. And um, in the obstacle course on uh, the Liza Koshy era of Double Dare... The, the eighth obstacle is always Mount St. Double Dare, where they would climb up Mount St. Double Dare, grab the flag, and win the grand prize. And uh, that, uh, that game show, Double Dare, is uh, something uh, that, that is known for lots of mess, and, uh, and we always hear, if you got the time, we got the slime. And that's Double Dare for all of you. And, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another edition of the Hit the Buzzer Game Show podcast. I'm Charles McDonald, your host, and thank you so much for buzzing me in this week. And we hope to look forward to, to see you next time for more fun and more game shows. Till then, this is Charles McDonald reminding you, when you hit the buzzer in the game show of life, everybody wins. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and we'll look forward to, to your company next time for more game shows. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great time. Bye-bye.